Hello, this is another episode of Visiting's Radio Show, Season 3. We're dedicated in meeting artists who are creating work outside the museum and gallery with an interest in public engagement. Uh, this episode is with artist Jackie Amesquita, who is also a member of AMBOS. Uh, see an earlier episode with uh, Tanya Aguiniga for more about AMBOS. Uh, for this episode, we're focusing on an epic performative solo work Jackie completed in August 2019, uh, the Norte Azur, or From North to South, uh, basically starting at the U.S.-Mexico border in San Diego, Tijuana, Jackie and Mesquita migrated back to the border of Guatemala, mirroring a journey she made when she was younger. The implication of her project and the metaphoric uniform she wore is complex and extremely personal. So my name is Jackie Mesquita and I'm an artist and an activist. Like in the case of uh, Ambos, the, um, there are many people with different skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look on the website, everyone has like different, they're coming from a different place. Right. So is was that team created specifically to do that kind of work or did you... Did somebody recruit everybody? How did how did you all get together? I, I think it was it was like we all have like things in common. I met Tanya um, through an internship I had. I was taking a class at our center, mm-hmm. and um, one of my teachers, Laura Cooper, knew that I really liked Tanya's work, and she invited me to go over and visit her studio. She had a studio visit. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like looking into the work of Tanya. I already knew what she was doing. I really like her aesthetics. Um, and then I, this is where I met Cecilia Brawley. And um, I went to this meeting at Tanya's studios. And this is how I met. I sent her uh, my portfolio because I wanted to do an internship throughout the summer with her. And uh, so then send, they sent me an email back saying, yeah, you know, when can we, when can you start? So I started like being nice. an intern <laughs> and then, um, you know, it was like, it was a really good connection. Um, uh, I, I enjoy working with Tanya um, and like the rest of the interns. And, um, and then this is when like she started like putting ambos together. The idea was already oh. there. Um, And then she started like putting everything together. Um, I went off to study abroad. I came back and when I got back, she was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Will you like be part of it? And then I was like, of course. What year was that? This is 2017, if I'm not 16, 16, 16. Mm, 2016. And and then I was like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then we started along the border. Uh, We started in TJ. That was the first phase of Ambos. Could you talk a little bit about your work prior to joining the group? Like, what trajectory were you at? And then, you know, maybe that could shine some light on why you're part of this collective. Um, yeah, I I migrated uh, to the United States in 2003 uh, illegally. And um, I became a permanent resident in 2015. And this is exactly right when Ambos like started. And when I did my internship with Tanya mm-hmm. in 2016. Um, 
I think there was a lot like we in the group, we we all everyone in the in the Ambos project group has a connection with the border like Tanya you know she was born in the states but she used to live in Tijuana and she used to commute um, um, every day to go to school here um, Gina Gina her mom is Cuban but she was born here in the states uh, so she has a connection you know with the border um, Cecilia her mother is from Mexico her father is from here from the states so she has a connection with the border mm-hmm. um, Natalie she was also she's she's she um she was also born here in the states but she has her family in Tijuana so I think all these energies all this um um everybody has their own like little um intention and love with the border and um and then in like this like i don't want to say exploration but in this sort of me going back to these grounds this is where i was like trying like finding my voice Mm -hmm. and feeling like this confidence and and saying wait like this this was like 14 15 years ago and it's still happening like my mom my grandma did it because she migrated from mexico to guatemala and my grandpa did, my my grandfather did it because he traveled from like what within guatemala like walking distances and then i did it and then so finding all this like wow like how do we migrate and like researching i was like more curious about my dna idea dna test to you know try to figure out what my ethnicity and all my ancestors and where i'm coming from so i started like being really really interesting in this psychogeography that happens when we are in like this kind of environment and we are like moving alone and we have to adapt and this is where everything like starts happening for me Mm -hmm. so i started um memories started like coming back to me um i started like thinking about like that bottle of water that i left when i had to run because someone from um immigration was following me Mm. and i remember it was like a big one liter of bottle of plastic bottle of water that i had for like the rest of my journey through the desert Mm. and then that needed to last me whatever time i was gonna be there um so i left it behind and i always like thought i always thought like what happened with that water like did someone drink the water um did the water just was consumed because of the heat um i i don't know so i was like so interested in that and i was just thinking about like me as a person being in this space that was that i had a negative experience that i had a traumatic experience and um one of the the reason why i had to like throw the bottle and run is because they were chasing us Mm -hmm. but i got caught because there was i remember in the group of people that were with me there was this little boy who was like three years old Mm -hmm. and he was with his aunt but his aunt had a baby like a brand new baby and she run with a baby and she left the little boy behind oh so i turn around 
and I went to get him and this is why I got caught and this is what like you know it's just it is like everything happened like in so so fast um I did what I had to do and I don't regret any of my decisions um I feel that we as humans we are like when we are like in a hard situation when we need to like I don't know like I'm thinking about all these people who are free, fleeing their countries um, because they they need to save their lives because this is better, you know, this is better than than staying there because it's like, okay, if I stay here, I'm gonna die. If I go, maybe I'll die too, but wait, I have to try, you know. I remember I was like, maybe eight years old or seven years old I, I was like seven years old and uh because i was in first grade and i remember i was like so interesting in all these rocks you know like they have these different forms and shapes but i i was like i don't i don't really like them i think that they feel something so i was trying to bring the colors of nature into these rocks and like like thinking about all the flowers and all these beautiful colors that are in the mountains in guatemala mm -hmm into these rocks but i couldn't so i um i remember that i told my grandma i asked my grandma if she could buy me some acrylics okay and um i didn't know even what acrylics were but i went to um a bookstore and then they have this acrylics there and i was like oh maybe i can paint this rock with these colors oh. And she got me the acrylics and then I painted the rocks and then I sent my little brother to sell them around the neighborhood. Ah. <laughs> Wait, okay. And so then you're seven. I'm How seven. old is your little brother? He was five. And yeah. he did. And he did it. Okay. We, I, we didn't sell anything, of course, oh, okay. because I think his advertising skills were really bad. At five. Was, at five. He hadn't quite mastered his salesmanship. Mastered his, yes. <laughs> And he, and he used to say like, oh, um, instead of saying, you know, I'm selling some work of art or something, right. he was saying, um, hot stones, take your hot stones. <laughs> <laughs> and oh and he came up with hot stones because I put the stones on the sun so the paint could dry. Right. So when he grabbed them, they They're were hot. hot. Right. So Naturally. he was selling hot stones, wow. you know, and, um. I remember like drawing and my dad buying me just, um, you know, like uh, empty, uh, um, blank um, um, sketchbooks, you know, like, just like a blank sketchbook, just blank papers. Mm -hmm. And I used to make lines, just lines, full of lines. And when I started like flipping, I noticed like, you know, like, how do you make a movie, you know, right. by flipping all of this? And I was like, whoa, like, I'm seeing how all of these lines are, like, going together. Yeah, yeah. And um, and my dad was like, what is this? And I said, it's a map. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad told me, no, 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 you have to really draw. So, and I was like, but dad, this is a drawing. And he's like, no, you're wasting the paper. So, like, this mentality of, like, this is not art, right? right. And um, so I was never encouraged by like making art and then i my grandma signed me up for like an arts and crafts uh, classes because i really liked it uh, but they were so related to like um um like teaching you of, of how to be a housewife 
So you were making napkins, uh, you were making um, centerpieces, um, you were making like little, um, it, everything was home related. So it was more mm -hmm. of teaching you how to be a, a housewife. Okay. And I didn't like that. I've been, I've been talking, I've, I've been, there's, there's a lot, a lot of stuff we can be talking for the whole afternoon, sure. but, <laughs> but, um, I've been trying to work together with my family and incorporate my family into my work. Um, like I'm working with my mom, I'm doing a performance on Saturday with my mother. What? Yes. Um, at the border of Tijuana. Wow. And, um, and, like at the border of the U.S. and Mexico, uh, oh. San Isidro and Tijuana. Um, so oh, okay. this is this is um yeah there's there's i think there's this um is not is not like i want to give up or something it's just i feel there's this cycle that keeps repeating that um that um that i was like really scared to navigate but i feel that i found the tools in this leap, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that I need to use them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I feel that life is not just something where you are, okay, if this, you, you learn these kind of skills, you keep it to yourself. No, I feel that if you learn this, you share it. Mm. You share it. Right. So I feel that by me doing this other performance that we're probably going to start talking about it, um, now I have a green card, now I have a driver's license, now I, now I have two degrees, I'm going to jump into my third one, and it will be selfish of me if I keep all of this to myself. So this is my way of also giving back, saying here we are, mm -hmm. we're people who work hard, we're people who had these skills but these are not the only skills that we have because we're forgetting that we're part of this also society mm -hmm. this is but it's also a society that he's been like pushing us into the shadows mm -hmm. and i understand but i want to voice out that um literal literal like i'm doing it right now mm -hmm. uh, but also physical and also in my work because I didn't have the opportunity. A lot of people don't have the opportunity, but it's possible. It's possible. And we have just to find the resources. So it's not just a grab and take thing. You grab, you learn, and you also give back. I realized that I'm doing this all over again. 17 years after and i'm leaving behind now my grandma because she lives here now oh. my brother because he lives here now mm -hmm. um, my little brother who um who was born and, and raised here who joined the army and i'm so upset about that <laughs> um and i'm leaving my friends and i'm leaving 17 years of my life to do it all over again in the opposite side and um my father passed away last year oh i'm sorry yeah and he was gonna do this with me and we were gonna do it from guatemala to um the border of mexico and we were working on getting a visa uh so he could meet 
my my nieces my niece and my nephew so i have to like re-adapt everything and um and i'm sure he's gonna be with me along the way (laughs) and um so but i'm not doing this um because i'm not safe or because i need to help me but there's other people there there's other people that are not me, but like me in the same situation. And I cannot just close my eyes and, and, and be like, well, I'm safe now. I have my green card, I have my everything, my debit card and a degree. And now you do you and I do me. I can't. I can't. So this is, I have the tools mm-hmm. now. Right. And I can... I don't know what I'm going to find on the road. Hi, this is Alan uh, again. At this point of the show, I'd like to interject that soon after this conversation uh, with Jackie, she and her mom went to the border and Jackie crossed the border into Mexico to begin uh, the Norte Azur. Uh, The following conversation took place in March 2020. Uh, seven months after she completed her journey. Hi. Hi. Okay. So that part one was in July of 2019. And here we are in March 2020. So it's been quite some time since uh, that amazing project that you did. Yeah. Much has happened. Yeah. We're in the midst of Corona right now. (laughs) (laughs) which is a crazy time um so that was the idea right you did the project and then you're you're supposed to come back and talk about it yeah so um can you transport yourself back in time (laughs) (laughs) i think it's it's um i think i'm learning more about how i work as in my practice as an artist and um like how do i bring like life situations or experience and um memory into my work and how uh do i kind of like weave and intersect all these experiences with the use of material like the environment where i display the work the people that you know uh were around me and And I think that piece from the border uh, from north to south uh, that started at the border of Tijuana all the way down to um, the border of Mexico and Guatemala, uh, it took me three weeks to um, arrive to the border. And I think I'm trying to go back. (laughs) (laughs) I arrived there the day before my birthday. I think that was August 9. And then I had a performance on August 10. Yes, because that was on my birthday. In front of the border. Like on the border. Right. So I, um, so the whole, the whole performance, um, it was about me um, navigating around Mexico um i was staying in like domestic settings 
um, I was uh, wearing a crochet suit that I did with my period blood for a year. Um, just as a recap <laughs> of the project, uh, I was planting corn every time I was collecting soil in a bottle. Um, that's something that started happening. I think uh, I, as I was leaving, I started thinking about uh, giving and taking. If I'm taking soil, what am I giving back to the land? Um, to like regenerate or or what what is the I'm I'm taking what am I giving to so <clears throat> with that idea in mind um I met amazing people I had a I had a great experience in Mexico um, I also had um kind of um racist um moments with some people I think because of the way I look you know, I'm this tiny girl walking in this, you know, weird suit, uh, even though I have clothes um, on me. I'm sorry, I had the suit and then I had clothes. I had like overalls. I was wearing overalls. Um, so people could just see, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, part of my suit. So like my arms and if, if it was hot, I was just like wearing like the overalls with like the arms and that as like a shirt, like an undershirt. But um, it was still visible. Uh, so I was I was like, you know, discriminated by the way that I look. Um, and I was trying to stay away from people. Mm -hmm. That was kind of uh, my idea with um, the way that suits smell and kind of look. So I was looking maybe like a homeless person to them. Um, even though I had this, you know, shiny backpack that didn't look like it was from there. Or maybe I looked like, you know, like a tourist. I don't know what I was looking to some people, but like some people were trying to avoid me. And um, some other people were like curious and and they just try to like interact with me. Um, in the places in the domestic settings where I was staying, it was, it was more, uh, intimate. Um, we have like more conversations on tables like this, um, and with food and, and we talked about, you know, like politics and, um, crimes in cities um, foods and cultural events, how, like, I was, I was really exhausted, like, emotionally, I was really exhausted, like, physically, I, I was already, because I was figuring out how to move, I had a route that I was supposed to take, but I was figuring out how to move from place to place, uh, when I was on the spot, like, so when I arrived to, let's say, um, Santa Santa Rosalia this is in 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 Baja California um I knew that I had to take a ferry to go to the other side because this was on the Sea of Cortez which device you know is like this little bit um arm mm -hmm. that we have so I was trying to go across from between um across uh Santa Rosalia to Guaymas, so Sea of Cortez is in between, so I had to take this um, ferry, and 
there was some oil spills that happened in the ocean so they have to like cancel the uh, the ferry due to this things that we didn't hear in here you know we heard that over there because i was there and i was kind of able to witness and see what was happening and like you know kind of talk to local people and like look at you know the newspaper and like listen to the radio that was playing in the restaurants or like mercados that i was like like visiting and like like be more in tune with what was happening and also there was a storm and then they were trying to cover up with a storm so it was not the oil spill and um yeah so it was it was interesting how um you know things try to be cover up Like we we have, there was this um, at the beginning when we were about to um, get in the ferry. Mm -hmm. uh, there were like um, I don't know maybe like ten, like army Mexican army people, and so they check our bags. They put the dogs on us, um, and they started like like smelling like everybody, and then they separate us in like this room with that like with like chicken mesh it uh -huh. was it was it was um it was like it looked like a like a basketball courtyard or something like that where they like in a park like we have it in here mm -hmm. um so they put us all in there and they were smelling our stuff and i had my bag but i was like i had nothing were they looking for drugs no, no, that's the th that's the oh. thing. I was thinking they were looking for drugs, right. um, but I realized as the first day that I realized that they were looking for money, because I was going down south, drugs coming up north. Oh, right. wash money goes down. Right, 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 right. So I had I had I have um, maybe like twenty dollars with me, like in singles, uh -huh. um, in my bag, and I think the dog must like smell that uh -huh. so they put me aside from everybody because the dogs smell my bag right and then she said uh like one of the the army mm -hmm. like lady said like to open up my bag and right. i was like okay i'm gonna open up my bag but i have nothing in here and i don't want you to i don't want to get stuck because it can be I was, you know, you just, you're just you, so you have to take care of yourself because nobody's like even this family like knew me for a little bit, you know, right. like what's, you know, like they don't know me. They don't know you. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um. So when they pulled me apart and like in front of everybody else, and they told me to open up my bag, so my instinct was like get everything out of the, your bag, Jackie. Right. So this way you can move with everybody because everybody's like leaving. Right. They're letting everybody go, just. It was just me there. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and I was like, ugh. So, but I was recording everything with my GoPro because uh -huh. I had it, like, on my chest. And so I was, like, recording that. So I started taking everything out of my bag. And then, and then like, an officer walked by uh -huh. and asked her, did you find any money? And then I was just like, money. And then she said, no, she's clean. And then I walked away. Oh. 
And I was like, money. Right. Um, so I was talking to, you know, like, like the family that I was with. And I was like, what happened? And I was like, they were looking for money. And he, and then, you know, we had this conversation about like, yeah, that's what it is. Like, you know, if you go up north, there is, you know, drugs coming up. If you go down south, you're washing the money. I was, I was. It was an educational moment. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But but that's okay. that's that's something that is really like interesting about like performance art because you right. don't know. That's right. You know. So um something you you sort of glazed over the suit that you're wearing. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was marinated yeah. in your peer in menstrual blood for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh it's summer. At this point, it must smell. It must have a smell, no? I think so. <laughs> yeah. And so n- nobody brings that up? Uh, nobody asks the... Mm-mm. Really? And then the military officers, they don't say anything? No, and the dogs didn't even smell me. They were... I think they're trained. You know, they're right. the dogs are trained for that. Like, But also think about it. Like... I can like it was summer. It was mm-hmm. it was it was the the beginning, but I, I was around, um, you know, sweat. Everyone's perspiring, mm-hmm. right? So it was. But blood has a different smell. Yeah, but I think it does has a has a different smell. But remember, it was already dry. Okay. So it so, didn't smell so, as ba- bad as my imagination no. is making it. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Being this, um, being who I am now um, with the things that I've learned in my journey here in Los Angeles and my history as an immigrant and the history of my family as immigrants and being in Oaxaca and thinking in Chiapas and thinking that my grandmother was from Chiapas, but she had to migrate to Guatemala in 1930s because of the Civil War. And then when they started like burning all the papers and the documents of all the indigenous people because they want to erase them. So that's how my, my grandmother migrated there and then thinking about, wait a minute, like this generational trauma in there because my grandmother migrated, then my mother migrates here and then I come and migrate here and then my grandmother's here, my brother's here. So thinking about all this like generational trauma. <laughs> But I'm also thinking about this way of like, how do we adapt? You know, how do I see this moment mm-hmm. as this is this is like this is this fight and fly mode, this anxiety, this uncertainty. This is this is this is being my life every day. Mm. You know, to me, it's more about more like people are more like, oh, in tune in tune with the situation because it's global. 
So it's not just individual or it's not just a couple. Now we're all part of it. Right. And and I'm thinking about how can like I had to stop it. But in life, that's that's what we do. We stop and we figure we reconfigure things. Mm. We make it work. Like it doesn't stop. We are capable of creating, recreating, unleashing. Uh, learning and rewiring ourselves. That concludes another episode of Visiting's radio show. Deep thanks to Jackie for participating and letting us in on her work. Past episodes are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. This is Alan Nakagawa from my living room in Koreatown saying thank you for listening to Visiting's radio show. <laughs>